Retirees face two obstacles regarding inflation. Rising prices put stress on fixed income and investing in a retirement plan to keep up with the higher cost of living. On today's show, some strategies that could help you avoid the pain. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to your retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the fine folks from the Dual Financial Strategies uh, outfit with over 20 years of experience and fiduciary. Sam Dool's in studio uh, along with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. And it's always uh, good to be with you anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us from Green Bay to Appleton and beyond. And remember that number is 866-203-7486 to reach them for no cost, no obligation assessment of your retirement. And when we talk about that retirement, well, it's a scourge right now with the inflation the way it is. Uh, with uh, the future of the, uh, well, the, we're back to the future, I guess you'd have to say, Sam, for the 70s and 80s, uh, as, uh, well, we've had over 7% inflation uh, in 2021, uh, the highest in those four decades since the early 80s, and uh, inflation is here to stay, if it is, that is, and we're certainly hoping it won't be. Uh, people in our audience, retirees, need to prepare for it, right? Because when you're approaching retirement, this could be a, a tough time to start considering things. So uh, what you need to do is uh, watch your budgeting, uh, right? Yeah, that's one of the places where people will, will fight inflation, if you will, especially people that are retirees. They'll just build a little bit higher amount into their annual spending budget. Now, we know that for a long time, most advisors have used about 3% to kind of pad the budget, right? We said, okay, let's allow 3% for inflation. Uh, but now there are some that are starting to use even 4 and 5 But the challenge for that with a retiree is that most of you are sitting out there, you have a fairly low spend ratio in, uh, in regards to your retirement portfolio. But let's say you're spending like 3% a year of your retirement portfolio. Well, if all of a sudden you start padding it with 5% inflation, now you're up to where you need to have that 8% return to kind of spend the interest and keep the principal, which for some of you to get up into that area, that's going to get uncomfortable. That's going to be probably at a higher risk level. So you want to spend a lot of time thinking realistically about how does inflation affect you? We tend to get a little knee jerky with inflation, Chuck, and the media certainly gets knee jerky with it. Um, but you do have to remember that some of the areas that see significant inflation, retirees are not as affected by those areas. Uh, you know, the cost of gas is extraordinarily high. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've been here when gas was five bucks a gallon before, and all that happened was those of you that were out running errands, you just started consolidating trips. Uh, you know, bread gets to be six bucks a loaf. Well, a lot of you just don't buy a six dollar loaf of bread at that point in time. So just keep in mind that yes, you need to be allowing for inflation, but I've found in my experience that most of you tend to manage inflation, if you will, more by uh, you know little lifestyle changes than you do by a complete retirement plan change. Also remember that Social Security does get indexed up for inflation. That's that cost of living adjustment. Uh, the cost of living adjustment that you got in Social Security this year that you've already seen uh, is, I believe, the largest in history. If not the largest in history, it's certainly largest one of the largest in, the in history. Largest in 20 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. So that does not go down. They do not index it back down when inflation goes away. So that is permanent. So that's one other place where you can 
quote-unquote fight inflation. <laughs> well, there you go. And I read somewhere that it could go up, uh, that increase could be 7.2% uh, next year if inflation stays the way it is in terms of Social Security if you're collecting it. But here's the downside to that, Sam, before we get to the next topic here with Andy. And that is, what about your Medicare costs? Because they went up over 14% this year. Yeah, that's the problem is that uh, all of you that are collecting Social Security and Medicare, is, as you're well aware, um, they never, ever talk about that. You hear, right. you see lots of ink spilled and, and lots of, uh, you know, lots of talking heads pontificating about how wonderful the Social Security cost of living adjustment was. Uh, Chuck, I don't believe that I've ever heard a word uttered <laughs> about <laughs> the cost of Medicare. But those of you that are in that, you know very well that basically they give it to you with one hand, take it away with the other. Absolutely true. All right, Andy. Uh, so do we... Uh... Uh, find refuge in bonds at this time because the last I checked uh, they were not not going up the way they used to uh, 50 years ago when we had this kind of inflation well nothing seems to be working quite like it used to I think um it's yeah, tough. yeah it's tough out there not all portfolios however have what it takes to keep pace with rising prices I mean keep in mind if inflation is four percent retirees need investments in their portfolios generating more than four percent to help fill that gap it's not an easy task with fixed income investments that are currently playing parlay interest these um these days getting six percent on a government bond they're gone uh, yeah i mean there's no way in the world they're going to do that and they have their own risk inherent risk actually and things seem to just not be moving the way that we think they should or the way that they have historically. Um, and I think, you know, people are not accustomed to that. It's probably been at least four decades since we've mm -hmm. had crazy inflation. So there's lots of people that are just unfamiliar with how to navigate these waters and what to do. I mean, even using Treasury inflation-protected securities to safeguard your principal from inflation would be a good move. But, you know, if the market hadn't already priced for that benefit. So there are lots of options out there. But really and truly, I think the best thing to do is if you're confused, if you're struggling, um, if you're having problems with any of this stuff, let's talk about what you have and what's yeah. going on within your own portfolio. Because there are options out there, but you have to be with someone that is is helpful in finding a plan that works for you and covering all the basis. Yeah, and there's there's a tremendous disconnect. There always has been a tremendous disconnect with what I would just say as an average investor concerning bonds, right. because mm -hmm. there is the myth that bonds are the safe place to go, right. and it couldn't be further from the truth. Right, especially uh, today, right? Especially today, because in bonds almost always it's almost a it's basically a, a set in stone rule that the bonds the price of the bond the value of the bond the bond is worth eight dollars you know whatever it will move in the direct opposite direction of interest rates mm -hmm. so they have already told you you have the script folks if you're if you're in a high level bond bond portfolio the federal reserve is raising interest rates they just did they're mm -hmm. going to continue to your bond portfolio is going to lose money period. That's just the way it is. It's the way they work. So there's just always been this tremendous disconnect with people that, oh, if I just get into a bond portfolio, I'm okay. It's like, no, 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 you're <laughs> not. Not okay. necessarily. No, you know, a 30-year treasury, a, even a 20-year treasury is paying less than half of what inflation is. So basically you go into something like that, you just guaranteed yourself that you're going to lose 50% of your money. Well, yeah, losing money safely. Uh, so I guess, yeah. uh, Luke, as we uh, wrap this segment up here, and uh, people are scratching their heads as they uh, approach retirement. Maybe they're in retirement, some of our listeners. So how do we put together a portfolio that is inflation-proof? Well, we have to start looking at 
alternatives, other types of investment structures to move away from bonds, as Sam's talking about, we're talking about today because of that inverse relationship. And one other option, and I'll give a few here, but one option is to focus on dividend paying stocks. I mean, historically, those have carried a little bit lower level of risk. Um, but those dividends that are pouring off of there are going to help offset some of the effects of inflation. Um, some other good areas are like oil and gas industry. They benefit from higher prices and could continue to rise, especially in the environment we're in. And we've already been seeing that. Um, commodities are another place um, where we often see in, in higher inflationary environments where these types of assets do well and when we're talking about commodities we're talking about more than just the precious metals more than just you know holding gold and silver we're talking about aluminum copper iron ore i mean there's n a number of other different places that you can go to for wheats grains wheats cottons, grains. that's yeah. all commodity stuff i mean you can't get wheat right now no no you're just wait give us whatever the date of this program is You'll see it in four months. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's when you're going to see this this grain problem we've got. And the one thing, though, I think that people need to understand, Luke, is when we start talking about using energy and things like that, one of the problems that starts to occur if you're using that outside of a IRA plan mm -hmm. is the way that those things get taxed and that they generate something called a K-1 in most times, which, mm -hmm. which is it's infamous for always having that document to you. Late. Usually, late very yeah. very late yeah. so frustratingly late frustratingly late but if you're folks here's the deal there ain't nothing that's perfect right if you want to actually use tools that fight against this stuff that's why they call it financial planning that's why it's not called sell you a mutual fund and hope they never see you again yeah mm -hmm. it's called financial planning it's called tax planning there is no such thing as just passively setting by and everything is going to be taken care of. That doesn't exist. That never has existed. That is never going to exist. If you want to truly fight these inflationary times that we're in, there's instruments you can use. Mm -hmm. There are ways to do it, mm -hmm. but it's called work. And there's another instrument too, Sam, uh, the fixed indexed annuity. Absolutely. I mean, those are those are tools where you know your your funds are tied to a market index that you've got some limited exposure to the market yep. um, by limiting some drawdowns, which is providing a buffer essentially against inflation. Um, and these types of contracts turn, can turn your savings into a guaranteed income stream as well. Yep. So when we're talking about trying to make ends meet, trying to pay for things that have gotten more costly, these can be a, a, a tool to have in the toolbox to provide retirees income. This is when financial planners should be earning their keep. Mm -hmm. In our opinion, this this is when it happens right now. We're dealing with Chuck right now, uh, uh, different scenarios where people are getting a tax bill shock because in non-IRA accounts, it was so volatile going into the end of last year that active, real live active portfolio managers were making changes. They were shifting assets. Well, when that happens, <clears throat> you get exposed to capital gains. You get mm -hmm. exposed to those types of things. So I'm saying nothing is perfect, but that's why... If someone's going to help you plan financially, they need to help you plan financially. They need to not just sell you something. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on. We are not a, oh, just buy this and go away organization. We believe in active tactical management of money in the stock market. We believe in fixed assets like cash, CDs, fixed indexed annuities, fixed annuities, properly structured um, 
cash value life insurance policies. We not only believe in those things, folks, we own that stuff. I, mm-hmm. You hear me say all the time, we eat what we cook. We absolutely believe that if you are being recommended to be in something, if that advisor doesn't own that, how in the world could they possibly tell you that it works or it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. So stop buying based upon a sales brochure and start doing your financial planning based upon people that actually live in the world and work in the world. So we'd love to meet you. We'd love to have a chance to introduce ourselves to you. Chuck can give you a telephone number here. You can come in. We'll do a complimentary review for you. And let's just see if we're a fit. Let's just see if you would work within our environment and if we'd work within yours. All right. And that is very easy to get that no cost, no obligation review of your situation to combat inflation and more with that retirement lifestyle review that Sam's talking about. And it is is 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486, and give them a call at Dual Financial Strategies. What's coming up in the next segment, Sam? Well, Chuck, shifting gears from saving for retirement to spending in retirement can be a difficult adjustment, but there's good news. One of our specialties is helping people do just that. Details when we come right back. This is your retirement, Chuck Caton here, and I'm a decumulator uh, sitting in with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And what I mean by that is I'm, uh, I think, mentally ready. We'll see, because it's all about your retirement. I'm in that boat. Uh, yep. Most of us have been raised to focus on accumulating money in retirement. We're a save, save, save society. At least we hope we are, especially these tough times right now. But there's an increasing shift that you need to make, and I think it's a mental shift more than anything else, Sam, uh, to decumulation as uh, you age in retirement, as you're getting set for retirement. So Sam, Andy, and Luke are going to give you some things to consider when you're planning for decumulation. And this is something I have a lot of problem with uh, myself. I've been a Uh, an incessant saver for very many years. And now I'm at the point where I want to do some good things with money and mitigate taxes, just like some of our people uh, that are listening to us there, Sam. So how do we get mentally prepared to decumulate our portfolios? You're absolutely the uh, carbon copy picture of the vast majority of people that we talk to. We find, and our experience has been, that the number one most difficult thing that almost all of you will have going into retirement is spending your own money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say this the wrong way. You're going from spending somebody else's money because you got mm-hmm. a paycheck every couple of weeks, right? I mean, it's your money. You earned it. But still, it wasn't coming directly from your coffers. It was coming from your efforts. You have to get mentally prepared to actually taking money from your coffers. And I think the more people have saved, yeah. the harder it is. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. I yeah, mean, folks like, the like, more you accumulate, it's not like... It's m- absolutely is. People that don't have money think that it's like, oh, well, you've got all this money. It's so easy to spend. No, but it's very Psychologically, it's incredibly difficult. It's like Chuck was saying, it's if if you were an incessant saver, and so many of you here in the Fox Valleys are, psychologically, it's tough for you. It's like- You're hoarders. Well, (laughs) you know, here's the reality of it, just being, you know, just being completely black and white about it. If you haven't saved any money, it's because you're a spender. Right. I mean, in most cases, I'm not going to discount this. Life gets in the way, stuff can happen, all of those things happen. But I will tell you, over 20 plus years of doing this, folks that didn't have any money saved, didn't have any money saved because they spent it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But people that are in incessant savers like you are, Chuck, it's really, really hard to turn that corner mentally and say, oh, but 
I don't want to spend it. I'm a little bit that way with the guitars I buy because I buy and sell guitars. <laughs> I'm not going to say how many are sitting in the studio here as I look around, but I'm a, it's a little hard to get rid of my children once I get them. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this, Andy? Now, let's talk about documenting spending and having a real budget because that's something that can help you probably figure out how much to decumulate and to spend. Well, I think this is a, a struggling spot for a lot of people because you've gotten used to your lifestyle right and spending the money that you get from paychecks and if you really want to figure out what it's going to take going into retirement then you've really have to do a detailed budget of pre-retirement and post-retirement expenses what's going to change are there things that are going to go away is there some debt that's going to get cleared up by the time you're done working is there a mortgage still is there you know home equity lines of credit is there something still out there that you're paying on and or what do we need to plan for in the future? Do you need to buy a new car or some other vehicle in the future? Um, it's not a fantastic time right now for used cars, that's for sure. No. Um, good so, time to sell one, yes, but then what do you replace it with? Exactly. Yeah. Horse and buggy. All right. Well, what about uh, other things, though, like simplifying your life? Uh, that That's something that can help. Well, I think it's also hard for people to kind of determine what their retirement's going to look like. I'm, some of you take to retirement like a duck on water and other people really struggle to figure out how to fill that void of time that you were at work. I mean, 2,500 plus hours, if you, depends on how much overtime you worked, um, a year that you're going to be now free uh, to spend money. So, so maybe, maybe the decumulation part of retirement is also decumulating all that stuff you got in your storage shed that, yeah. you, that you haven't looked yeah, at I in think 15 years. Exactly. I mean, that could be, you know, on the retirement front, that could be simplifying accounts. Maybe you've got accounts scattered, yeah. but you know, in our personal life, I think it, it comes to a head when we, when we ultimately move you know, homes, whether we're downsizing or whether we're in a transition, you know, when the kids are growing up or whatnot, but oftentimes we get rid of a lot of stuff. And so this is a good time too, as we are in that decumulation phase financially, where we can also rid ourselves of debts and other things that maybe we haven't touched for a year or two. All right, Sam, uh, we have sat down with you, let's say a client and said, uh, okay, you're talking about lifetime income. How do I turn it on? Again, it's a part of that planning process, Chuck. That's one of the things that we talk about in the Retirement Lifestyle Review that we'll invite you to come and attend for uh, complimentary for listening to our radio show. But Social Security, that's the number one lifetime retirement income for all of you. Um, and there's an awful lot of uh, consternation and gnashing of teeth that comes about in trying to figure out when to take Social Security. You know, there's the general rule rule of thumb that says that, well, the, uh, you know, the highest income earner should wait until age 70 to turn it on, which is true at, but <laughs> there's mm -hmm. an awfully big, but in there, it all depends. How much have you saved secondary to that? Do we need to be drawing down IRA accounts? Uh, we get an awful lot of folks that are real surprised when they come in and visit with us and we say, we need to be spending those IRA assets, guys. Mm -hmm. Because you want it to, you're like, well, I'm going to turn Social Security on at 62. I'll say that's probably the worst idea that you could come up with insofar as your future tax consequences are concerned. Because as as weird as it sounds, you have too much money in IRAs and you're going to get whacked hard with taxes. So Social Security is there. But yes, we have to get lifetime income. You got to replace one paycheck with another paycheck when you retire. Absolutely. All right. And setting up your investments properly is a key too, right, Andy? It is big key. This is where I think it's so important to sit down with somebody that you feel comfortable with and see what your plan looks like. Do you have a plan now? Do you need a plan? You know, these are all questions that um, for most people that come in and see us, they don't have a plan. You've been saving money your whole life, and now we've got to figure out how to turn on that money. 
um, taking into account Social Security, Medicare. If you're retiring pre-Medicare, then how are you paying for your health insurance? Um, looking at both market-based and whatever alternatives are out there that you feel comfortable with, but you have to know what those alternatives are before you just jump into them. You need to know specifically, is there a cost associated with these? If so, how much? And um, what does that look like? Having some transparency when you're looking at that, that someone is not just trying to sell you a tool that fits their needs. Um, it needs to be about your needs and what you need that money to do for you. And that's why we always talk about purpose determines placement. The purpose of the money is going to determine where that needs to go to make sure that you do not run out of money. I mean, that's people's biggest fear now is running out of money before they pass away. And I think it's legitimate to have that concern if you don't have a plan. Yeah, and that plan has to, in the accumulation phase, Luke, uh, mean that you have to monitor your assets as well and be able to keep on top of it. Yeah, monitor and set up a plan for um, your income. You know, you've saved all these assets, and now are we just going to pick away at it, or are we going to have a strategic plan for how we're going to remove that that keeps in mind that um, the taxes that are looming? Sam was just talking about, you know, the the large number of folks that have most of their money in those pre-tax accounts, and so that's all taxable income when it comes out. Um, and then also monitoring your assets because I think that will help help you realize that okay even though i'm spending this it's not you know vanishing you know half of it hasn't managed uh, magically gone away um but the other caution here too is over monitoring and just you know i think daily looking at the value and driving yourself nuts so you've got to have a healthy balance there with monitoring but there's all sorts of tools to be able to do that we're talking about the decumulation phase sam uh, in retirement and that uh, how can uh, we help with that and i guess it's understanding the levers the levers of spending yeah and there's multiple ones and and it, it is important it's like you know what must you spend versus what you would like to spend like if 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 you haven't had the opportunity to save as much, are you willing to forego eating out if there's a recession? Are you willing to forego not taking the European trip? Um, so what you need to spend versus what you would like to spend can be two different things. Um, you'll you'll likely spend less over time. We find that many of you, uh, your spending is actually front-loaded. You usually we always say there's three different phases to retirement. There's your go-go years, there's your slow-go years, and there's your no-go years. And that first 10 years typically seems to be kind of the go-go years. You might spend more money in there. It's okay to do that as long as you're reasonable about it because we know that your spending is likely to decrease by about 10% every decade. So by the time you get, you retire in your 60s, by the time you get to be 90 or so, you're probably going to be spending 30% less than what you ever budgeted for to begin with. Um, or if it is tough if you just if you want more and your dollar isn't stretching this far are you willing to go to work part-time i mean if your retirement is income is is $75,000 you need um if things really went sideways if you were making $25,000 a year and you're a married couple in a part-time job you're pretty close to where you need to be so yeah with social security choices 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 yeah all right and i guess uh, we'll wrap it up here with uh skipping ahead to if you're willing to use debt Uh, in other words what do we mean by that luke um well i mean there's multiple other um tools i mean you can access some of the equity in your home um you know there are things like reverse mortgages out there i'm not sure that those are maybe the best tool available with some of the fees and for uh, some people but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an option yeah. if if again we're talking about crazy times and, and a recession and, and maybe you haven't saved enough there's there's other ways if you're open 
to to accessing some funds so you can continue to live. Absolutely. And Sam, uh, knowing uh, how much risk to take, and uh, that's where uh, dual financial strategies can help our listeners, right? Well, knowing how much risk to take, that's we, we talk all the time about the program we use called Riskalyze. And I'll tell you, Chuck, I've just had, uh, I think, three or four people in here last week, and we went through a Riskalyze scenario, and, and so many comments. One of the folks said, that that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. They're like, I've never, ever been able to have that visual for me. And I think that's key. If you tend to be a visual learner, if you tend to intake information visually, the way that we go about walking you through this risk assessment scenario, the risk assessment that you're comfortable with, the risk assessment you're currently uh, faced with in your investments, the risk assessment, uh, the, the way that you could be positioned, we can give you a totally visual interactive experience with that and that's the number one comment we get on risk Alizes. i had no idea that that's where i was positioned at but i feel so much better knowing that this can be done so that's all a part of the retirement lifestyle review chuck it's complimentary there's no pressure there's no hype there's no sales talk uh we'll get you a copy of the the second printing of my book purpose determines placement that'll be a good tool for you let's get together let's chat let's talk about what you want to do what your hopes are what your goals are what your dreams are and let's get you pointed in that direction absolutely and the best way to do it ladies and gentlemen is to give uh, dual financial strategies a call and make that no cost no obligation appointment with them at 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486 as sam says uh, purpose determines placement that uh, is uh, what he uh, wrote and what he believes in and uh, what you will find out in your portfolio anywhere in the fox valley uh, with their over 20 years of experience dual financial strategies it's 866-203-7486 pick up that phone and give them a call right now sam we're running out of time in this segment but uh, what's coming up next if you're wondering what's happening to your retirement accounts amidst all of the ups and downs recently it's the perfect time for retirement planning checkup to find out that and more when we come right back this is your retirement i'm chuck caton sitting in uh, with the folks at dual financial strategies where they say purpose determines placement They'll give you that retirement lifestyle review that uh, you will take a look at because it is your retirement. Anywhere in the Fox Valley, you're listening to us, 866-203-7486. If you didn't catch that number earlier, give them a call for that no-cost, no-obligation assessment of your situation as you're approaching retirement. And I wonder if I can still retire. Maybe that's a question, uh, Sam, that a lot of people have because the market has done what the market does. It goes up, it goes down, it goes every which way. So I guess uh, some of our listeners are affected uh, with their portfolios. They should not panic. They should sit there. But just like uh, your medical situation, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when you go to the doctor for a checkup, you need that uh, portfolio and your financial checkup here. And that's where they can help you with a dual financial strategy. So, Sam, let's break down some of these uh, checkup items and what people can do to ease their mind during these very turbulent times in our economy. But uh, first of all, rebalance your retirement accounts. That's a good suggestion, isn't it? It sure is. And that's one of the things that we look for in that retirement lifestyle review is, are you out of balance? Are you out of sync? Um, especially those of you that are still working. Uh, you know, you've got your 401k accounts, but if you used one of those target date retirement funds, then they should be automatically rebalancing. But if you just picked out, you know, five, six mutual funds and you've been in those for a hundred years, uh, those don't rebalance. You might be, you might be out of balance. You might be out of whack on the thing, but you should be rebalancing. Uh, 
on a regular basis so that you don't get overweighted or underweighted in any particular asset class. Yeah, that is a key. Uh, and that's something a lot of people don't realize is that uh, uh, they kind of let things go. You, you can't, uh, that's that passive management that you were talking about before yeah. that nobody uh, you know can afford to really have uh, happen. Uh, they lo- you, you lose your way financially, so to speak, right? Well, if you're younger, it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, even starting to push up into your 40s, that's fine because you look at the market, like you said, Chuck, the market goes up, the market goes down, the market goes sideways. While you're still working, you're going to go through those patterns. You're still contributing money into it. But, you know, you start to move past that, let's call it uh, 52, 55 area. You probably have got the finish line in sight at that point in time. And you can't afford the down at that point in time. And you're not going to be putting money into your plan that much longer. If you're within three years of retirement and you take a big hit, you you get a 20, 25, 30% drop. Well, not only are you not statistically likely to make that up in that short a period of time, you certainly aren't going to be able to make it up by contributions because you simply can't put that money into a plan. Yeah, absolutely true. All right, we're talking here uh, to you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're approaching retirement, maybe you're five, 10 years away, to do a find out if you're ready uh, to uh, affect your portfolio in a positive manner and uh, the contributing factors. And Andy, one of those is getting an estimate of what your future Social Security and pension benefits, if you have any, will be. And that's an easy thing to do, isn't it? It is. And if you haven't already done that, you probably aren't seeing the paper versions that you used to get once a year, generally, from Social Security Administration. You now have to go to their website, which is ssa.gov. You have to open up your Social Security account, if you haven't already. And Um, It's pretty easy. It will essentially show you what your paper version used to show you of how much you'll get at 62 at your full retirement age benefit, usually 67 in some months, and what your benefit would be at age 70. So you can still find that information out on their website. That's ssa.gov and take a look at that, see how much you're going to get projected. And then, you know, there's some strategies that you can employ regarding um, Social Security if you're married, perhaps. So we can dive into that a little bit further and see if any of them are applicable to you. Um, But those are definitely something to consider is when do you turn on Social Security? Do you start it at 62? Do you start it at your full retirement age? Do you start it at age 70? And some of that has to also do if you are married, if you have some health challenges that could shorten your lifespan. Um, These are all things that we take into consideration when looking at turning on Social Security and make sure that your spouse um, is left with potentially the biggest um, social security benefit that they can be. So those are always uh, important topics to cover. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. And I guess uh, with uh, that, uh, Luke, hand in hand, as we talk to the f- uh, folks here at Dual Financial Strategies with uh, Sam and Andy and Luke, uh, 866-203-7486. That's the number when you want to prepare for retirement. As Andy said, social security is one component of it, but assessing uh, when and how you plan to retire is equally important, isn't it, Luke? It certainly is, Chuck. And many of us want to keep working beyond traditional retirement age, which falls right in line with what you've been doing, Chuck. And we might be, you know, thinking of retiring from our primary career and launching a secondary one or doing a side hustle or working part time. And some of that additional income can certainly alleviate the financial pressure or anxiety on portfolios and the money that you've saved. But what's really important is understanding where are you at? 
you know, do you have to do that? Um, all the time we'll analyze scenarios for people and we find out that if they want to retire that day, they're welcome to do that. Um, many will continue to work beyond just because they enjoy it. They want that human interaction. But if it would provide value to you to under, just understand where you're at, that's what the checkup is. It's a second opinion on where you're at today. Yeah, that's a key. And then you bring my uh, situation up for those who uh, have uh, just joined the show and not known a little bit about who Chuck is. Uh, I am a 70-year-old former broadcaster, actually worked in Wisconsin for four years back uh in the last days of those high inflation days of the 70s in the, in the that, day that we talked about right from 75 to 79 and then i went to the national hockey league so i think what luke is saying is is true i, I never really want to fully retire i enjoy doing this show uh with these three wonderful people here at dual financial strategies so uh again uh, so in my own assessment of uh, what to do I, I'm the typical person that we talked about in the last segment that hates to decumulate. I mean, I, I'm a saver, but uh, it's hard for me to spend that money, but I know I need to, and I'm getting wonderful advice from the people here, and so will you at 866-203-7486. All right, when we talk about uh, uh, doing uh, the things we need to do to check up on our portfolio to make sure we're ready to retire, Sam, let's create, maybe update a retirement spending plan and income plan because uh, if you don't know what's uh, available for you to come in and how much you want to spend every month you're lost yeah that's one of the first things that that we have to task you with that only you can do is how much are you going to spend how much do you need to spend versus how much do you want to spend uh you know hopefully those two things go hand in glove but that is something that you need to do. I, I would say if you're a pre-retiree right now, let's say that you're, um, I don't know, let's say that you're a year out, you're two years out right now. Really starting to pay attention to what you spend on a regular basis. Just what's it take you to get from the first of the month to the 31st of the month? Factor in your real estate taxes, factor in any larger bills that you might have but what does it realistically take you to spend because we can put some inflation into that but that's i i, I don't know i would say our observation is that tigers don't change their stripes we i just met with some folks that uh, have listened to us on the radio for a long time the other day and they made that comment they're like you know we we live the way we live and it's it's so funny to me because you come in and visit with us and you apologize because you've been frugal you apologize because you don't spend a lot of money you're like we're really sorry but we only live on and it's like what well, don't apologize to me about it but be realistic with yourself because when you retire or what you're spending now that's what you're going to spend when you retire, too. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just the way it is. Well, folks. most people I mean, don't want to take a pay deep. Yeah, you're not going to take a 30% pay cut yeah. when you go into retirement. I, I mean, so. this, that's the mantra I've been around for. Oh, don't worry. You'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Or you're spending less. Yeah. No, you're like, not. Really? No, yeah. you're not. According you're spending to, the exact same amount you've always been. So get that budget. Just figure out how much do I spend? What is my spending plan going to be? And then we can layer that against the amount of money that you've saved and figure out what does an income plan need to look like for you all right and as far as the tigers uh not changing their stripes they're not even going to win the american league east that's my old team there from the motor city all right uh, paying down the have debts. they ever won the american league east <laughs> oh yeah cabrera oh a uh, long time ago what 10 years ago they did they went to the world series remember about eight or nine years ago I, Any, 
Chuck, I don't remember what I put in my coffee this morning. Oh, okay. That's less what happened 10 years ago. All right. Well, Miguel Cabrera <laughs> hit 50 home runs one year. But anyway, all right, as we wrap up this segment very quickly, Andy, uh, the key here when you're talking about uh, getting ready to retire and having a lot of things in your portfolio to break down and make sure you're prepared, don't have any debt. Uh, that's the ideal, isn't it? Generally, yeah. I mean, going through life with as little debt as possible is probably a pretty good pretty yeah, good deal. Particularly going um, into retirement. I mean, I have to say, at least right now, if you're going into retirement with any sort of debt, mortgage debt seems to be the better way to go because the interest rates are still fairly low. Um, so that's probably moving and shifting as is everything but else. But I think but you do have to quantify debt too because there's it's, it's kind of like there's so many... We see so many assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. And so many, well, you should never do this. You right. should never do this. Blow. You should always take Social Security, blah, blah, blah. If you can manage the debt, though. Yes, we define debt as either good debt or bad debt. Mm -hmm. Like, look, if you can manage the debt, if you're sitting out there with a, with a home mortgage that you can manage, right. that it's a part of your budget, and you're only paying 2.75% on it, well, yeah, look at it, inflation, right? Yeah, that's right. not I mean, bad. inflation that's is, bad debt even if have. it goes back to 4 or 5%, yeah. and your mortgage is way less than that. Yeah, exactly. everybody's like, oh, well, you, you know, i got to have my house paid off. No, not necessarily. Sometimes, well, that's, that's the allure, I think, is that you've yeah. got this retirement money sitting in a basket somewhere, and it yeah. looks really good to say, oh, my gosh, we could just wipe out this house debt, except for you potentially could make more on your retirement money than you could on what you're paying on And the your, tax implications. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out, you know, I want to take $100,000 out of my IRA and pay off this. Well, that's well and good, except that you're going to pay the federal government over $20,000 for that privilege. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay the state of Wisconsin over $5,000 for that privilege. Yeah, so you just you reduce the value more. of yeah. your account by 27% to pay off a 2.75% mortgage. Right. Think about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's <laughs> if it true. was a 25% credit card, you know, I mean, that's a, big a credit card, story. absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's um, a depreciating it's asset. It's a depreciating asset, sort of like, you know, we need to have a car, depending on what your interest rate is on your car, um, or versus what you're making on your accounts versus paying cash for a car. That, you know, something else to take into consideration. But certainly, um, you know, don't get marred down into the, oh don't, gosh, you have to be Yeah, debt don't make free. the decision emotionally. Yeah, it's right, like, exactly. make this decision with a calculator logically instead of emotionally. Just because my brother-in-law yes. said he read that in Money Magazine doesn't mean that it applies to you. Be very conscious, too, with kids and supporting kids yeah. over and above what, it could be detrimental to your They own need to be paying retirement. down their debt. Yeah, all right. All good advice from those folks at the Dual Financial Strategies. And let me remind you once again, it's 866-203-7486. That's the way to reach them for that uh, wonderful uh, retirement lifestyle review. And remember, this is at no cost, no obligation. So give them a call right now. Uh, 866-203-7486. That's the phone number uh, that you can reach Sam or Andy or Luke at at Dual Financial Strategies. Because remember... It is your retirement. Fast-moving show, uh, question and answers next, right, Sam? It is. Listeners are very inquisitive this week, and we like that. We'll tackle your questions when we come right back.
Remember, this is your retirement. Welcome once again. Chuck Caton here in our final segment here for the uh, folks at Dual Financial Strategies with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and uh, Luke Van Abel is our question and answer uh, segment. 866-203-7486. That's the number you should be calling if you're uh, preparing for retirement. It's all about your retirement. Get that retirement lifestyle review. Sit down. Uh, we've uh, covered a lot of great things here today. And now it is question and answer time. And Sam, I think you're ready to go, aren't you? I am ready to go. All right, let's go to uh, Jerry in Chilton. And he says, I was born in 1956 and worked enough years to draw some Social Security retirement benefits, but my spouse was born two years earlier and will be waiting until the age of 70 to start collecting retirement benefits herself. So uh, I want to start to draw on my own benefit now, but will it affect the amount my spousal benefit is when I switch uh, since that amount will be larger than my retirement benefit. Unique situation there, Sam. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we do see this, though, from, from time to time. The answer, Jerry, basically is no. It doesn't affect a future benefit. When that when that does come into play is if you were in a scenario where, let's say that your spouse was 67 and she was going to start drawing Social Security and you weren't 67 yet, right? They would reduce the amount that you would be able to draw as a spousal benefit on that particular scenario. But no, if you're just delaying and deferring and you're going to go on to that plan later on, then it doesn't it doesn't affect your benefit and it doesn't affect her benefit. All right, let's go to Grace and Brilliant, uh, who wants to know from Andy. Uh, she says, I'm a divorced woman of 67. I lost my job due to the pandemic and uh, being eligible for retirement and uh, having no family close by. I thought it'd be a good time to maybe move to Iowa, uh, just west of you guys, a little southwest. Um, everybody moves to Iowa. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it must be for uh, the corn or it may be for... Uh, the field of dreams who knows but uh it's a little sunnier community except i didn't think about what retirement would actually look like and so now i'm at a loss because the clubs and pickleball i didn't know they played that in iowa but maybe they did or other activities that they just don't do it for me i used to be really vibrant used to be really uh, beyond the goal but i don't like it uh, after 35 years in a management position so andy i want to know is uh, retirement a process and how do I get more fulfilling life in retirement? I got all this time off right now. I was so busy before. Well, hi, Grace. Thanks for your question. Um, this might be a little bit of soul searching to figure out what it is that you enjoy doing with your life, your time. Um, maybe, you know, since family isn't close by, perhaps looking at or considering some visits out to see them wherever they may be, um, if there are grandkids involved. But you know, if traveling isn't something that you enjoy doing, I, I think the, the real question is, how do you get more fulfillment? Maybe, you know, looking into a part-time job around there that could give you some activity and give you some social um, time with other people and keep you going. Um, it's and probably, sometimes retirement is a time thing. It's like... It is. It's, it is hard, though, mm -hmm. to go from being... Management position. Like a real go-go, yeah. high-energy, pretty much stress-laden position to... The opposite side of the coin. Yes, or helping is. people, right? You could volunteer, volunteer right? Get yeah. involved in an area of passion where you can pass that on to somebody else. Or, yep. Yeah. I think those are some of just, you know, probably doing a little bit of soul searching and figuring out what it is maybe that you do enjoy doing. Maybe do some mentoring to, if you were in a management mm -hmm. position, maybe doing some mentoring to, uh, you know, like type or, management yeah. or, or those types of things. There's, a, there's an awful lot of areas where you can engage. Um, but 
we recognize grace what you're saying because we we do we see this and work with this all the time where for many of us because of the way that we live our lives a lot of your uh, emotional support social network is with the people you work with. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's who you spend the most time it with. It should be at home, right? But it's not. And being divorced, it just doubles that. So right. um, that's, I, I would almost say too, just give time, time yeah, and see time. how you settle into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, pickleball. I, I don't even know what that is. Is that That's a mini version of tennis, right? Or something. They don't play pickleball down in the Carolinas? Right? Uh, they probably do. I, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I will just have to, I mean, some of <laughs> like tennis with here. a wiffle ball. Right? Oh, it's like tennis, tennis with, with a big old wiffle ball. ball. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, whatever. It must be the new fad for the, uh, the retired, I suppose. I'll take well, golf. The, you know? Yeah, don't feel bad. We had one of our <laughs> clients come back this has been a number of years ago they they wintered in florida they came back and we were talking and they're like and on wednesdays and fridays we were playing uh, pickleball and i'm like what is pickleball i know (laughs) i've never heard of that before uh i don't know is it a kosher pickleball or is it just a regular dill or whatever sweet i think it it depends on your affiliation all right (laughs) (laughs) let's go to rights down now as we degenerate here on uh, uh dual financial strategies this is your retirement and it's emma's and she wants to know from rights down what type of financial advisor should I consult uh, to determine the optimal breakdown strategy to uh, minimize taxes in retirement, Luke? Because uh, I wonder if uh, some advisors specialize in drawdown versus accumulation phase of retirement planning. So this is a good question here uh, with what we uh, topic we talked about earlier. Yes, Emma, we appreciate you writing in and asking some great questions. Um, you're touching on some really important areas. I think the two primary things that come to mind with your questions are one finding an advisory firm or an advisor that's going to work in a fiduciary capacity for you meaning that they have to work in your best interest at all times um, eliminate some conflicts of interest that are out there and the second is you can absolutely find advisors that focus or specialize in in sort of this retirement area and uh, really good advisors that are doing that will focus on the drawdown more than accumulation. Um, I'd say the vast majority of advisors out there are probably focusing on that accumulation phase, that growth and accumulation phase. But you want to find somebody that their messaging, everything they talk about, the tools that they use is is related to retirement and related to protecting and preserving the money that you've worked so hard for. Um, so if, if that's you or if there's other listeners um, that are looking for help in that area, that's what we're here for. That's what we've done for over 20 years is help people protect their money with a drawdown strategy and be sure that they're on the right path uh, for their retirement dreams. Yeah, really all we do, Luke. And that's, it is all we do. I think that is one of the things that that sets us apart from any other firm around here mm-hmm. uh, is that we have made it our our practice and our goal. And all we've done for 20 years is work with retired people and not just working with retired people in so far as investments yes we're a registered investment advisory firm we're fiduciary all of that sort of stuff but having a deep knowledge of things like estate planning Mm -hmm. uh, tax planning tax Mm -hmm. ramifications i've i find that a lot of times when you come in you've got more questions for us regarding uh tax planning and referrals out to competent professionals there than you do about uh than you do about the investments so. and i think on the advisor front there you know finding someone like we do with our clients working with the accountants yes, to make sure. sure that 
everything is getting optimized and you know not only do you have your investments in order but the taxes and the estate planning is is in order as well all right very good full service and remember they're independent too because they're not going to just try to sell you something at dual financial strategies they're going to make sure that they uh, construct a a retirement plan unique to you and uh, successful for you and once again it's 866-203-7486 get that no cost no obligation appointment ring that phone right now and give them a call to make that appointment all right we've got a very unique one here sam to wrap it up on the show here question wise from kimberly and uh, that's the name of the town obviously as people know and it's william in kimberly who is 75 and he's gonna get married so uh uh, let's play some music for him because his fiance is 52. So 23 years younger is his fiance, getting married at 75. But he wants it if I die first. Uh, what will my wife's widow benefits be? Well, William, congratulations on the uh, on the upcoming nuptials. Uh, but I hope he wife, doesn't die before he gets married. I hate to say well, that. Well, he should be able to make it for quite a while. Right, yet. <laughs> How he dies will be an interesting thing, too, possibly. That's right. Um, but actually, your wife would not be able to draw your your actual Social Security benefits if you die. She could potentially qualify for survivor or IE widow's benefits based on your Social Security record. So it's a little bit different uh, with you already drawing those benefits and then her becoming a part of your life uh, than it would be if you had been married at the time that you started that. But, uh, you know, at at a minimum in order for her to qualify for widow's benefits your wife would need to be at least 60 years old if she's 52 now or at least 50 and be disabled so if she if she isn't disabled then she would need to be at least 60 years old to uh draw what is commonly known as widow's benefits so um she there's something there for her uh, most likely, but it's just a little bit different configuration than what it would be if um, if you had been married at the time that you started drawing your Social Security benefits. All right. A very good question there. And I know, Sam, you get uh, all of these different uh, situations with different clients, and I know you want to see some people. Yeah, you know, we never say we never say never that we've never you know that we've seen it all because I learn something new every day. It seems like, but um, I, folks, I think you you'd be hard pressed to come and see us and present us with a challenge that we haven't uh, been exposed to and help solve before. So we'd love the opportunity to meet you. We appreciate the fact that you are diligent listeners, that you listen to us on the radio every weekend, uh, that you respond to our ads, that you come to our uh, our public events that we hold in the Green Bay and Appleton area. Um, why don't you just take a little time and come in and see us? It'll be about an hour. We'll go you through this retirement lifestyle review with you. Um, if you want us to do a full-blown risk assessment, we'll do that for you at no cost or obligation. But um, if you're concerned right now, if you don't feel like you're getting the attention through these turbulent times that you should be, um, maybe you don't have an advisor. Maybe you just, you know, you're working, you've worked your whole life. Now you're getting within a couple of years of, uh, of the finish line and you just really feel like you'd start to engage with an advisor to start putting some things together. We're seeing an awful lot of you right now that are even in your early 50s, 52, 54, um, that 
you never have engaged with an advisor before, but you'd like to retire when you're 60 or 62. So you're trying to build that relationship. We're perfectly fine with that too. Whatever works for you, that's what we're here for. Give us a call, talk to Rick, get on the calendar, see Andy, Luke, or myself, and we'll get you pointed in the right direction. Absolutely. And it's easy to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, give uh, Dual Financial Strategies a call right now to see how your retirement will pan out. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review for you. And remember, that's no cost, no obligation. And Sam may even grace you with uh, the second printing of his book, uh, which is entitled purpose determines placement 866-203-7486 is the number for dual financial strategies and it's been a pleasure once again sam andy and luke to be with you and i know sam you've got some final comments yeah our pleasure thanks for tuning in everybody we'll be right back here again same time same place next weekend Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.